one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Anamnesis. Noun. The recollection or remembrance of the past. Reminiscence. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'm your GM. Thank you for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. This revived construct shares the name with a long-dead and highly revered Aeon priest, With the memory cubes securely placed within their neck, Lakra begins to share the knowledge of this facility, their purpose, and who has been here before. And some of those things are of vital importance to the group at large. Questions are asked, memories are triggered, and the past is pieced together. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory listen to Lakra's echoes. You all stand in a room where just moments previously, an automaton had been attacking you and the woman you were looking for, Tana. Switching back and forth between green and red colored eyes, trying to both hurt and help the people around it. Smallrun was able to utilize the cube that Jory had found, the one that held some sort of information, but unsure what and slipped it into the slot that was on the back of the construct's head. I suppose it's time to explain things a little bit. My name is Lakra, though I am not the only one with that name. The people that built this place are long, long, long gone. But the people who inhabit it most recently was a group of Aeon priests. Priests that We're attempting to create a vessel for the consciousness of a revered Aeon priest who bears the same name that I do. Y'all, like, have her? Yes and no. There is no body, but they brought her mind. Hmm, gotcha. They had been outcast by other members of the Order of Truth for trying such things and decided to find a place to hide away and continue their experiments in secret. Although they are noble in their purpose, most of the other priests consider this sacrilege. Mm. Makes a sense. You the only one left down here? There were others, but they were all deemed failures and destroyed. Mm. I'm still not a success, at least in their eyes. A success for holding... Lakra. Correct. How'd you lose your thingy? My question, too. Very (laughs) important. 
they do the equivalent of closing their eyes. You can see like the lights on those four eyes in the front kind of like dim for a moment as though they're closing it. The one you've returned to me is technically not mine. Mm. What you've given me is a memory of one of the others, I believe. Though we all held a similar understanding of things. No, mine originally was taken. By whom? Or what? I'm not sure, to be honest. It was a person, like you, that I had a conversation with. When I talked about my experiences here and my goals, which are to protect this space from anything that might harm it and to take care of those that inhabit it, that is not part of my directive that I can change. But when I talked about the memories of this place and how they had been transferred to me, this person attacked me and took it. When? When did this happen? Months ago. Have you been in this room since? No, I move around. I unfortunately, though, in the taking of that memory bank, ended up in a bit of a fugue state. Two things kind of existing at the same time, but one or the other taking over when needs be met. Or when you get whacked in the back of the knee. (laughs) I couldn't tell you exactly what was triggering me in those moments to make the switch, but something did. Normally it's not like that. Those two directives can usually exist simultaneously, but something in the taking of that memory. Just like I'm sure the lot of you could both help and hinder people at will. Well, yes, I suppose. Um, and Tana? I found her hurt within the facilities, and I brought her here to try and heal her, but something switched me into the other state, and the rest you know. What hurt you, Tana? What's... I ran into a bar, like a pipe. Oh, yes, you said. It was an accident. Though I was running from some sort of creature that's down here. I wasn't looking where I was going. Ah. And Lakra nods. The Null Cat. Yes, I've been trying to get rid of that thing for a while. I'm sorry, a a null cat? Yes, a null cat. It's a quadruped predator. Very, very large. Roughly a thousand pounds. Oh my. Very easily camouflaged in just about any area. It has a certain characteristic to its fur that allows it to kind of adopt the look of its surroundings. But it has an interesting, uh, almost starfish-shaped head. Hmm. with uh, a bunch of teeth in the center. They're known to both attack people, but they also tend to drain energy from powerful sources, which is, makes sense as to why it's down here. Mm-hmm. Well, the person that was down here. How would you physically describe Dremlin? Tall, but bulky. Some battle scars. A combination of styles from different regions to match sort of pillaging. Dark hair and beard, and I think there's a scar across his mouth, a kind of big one. Makes it a little freaky when he talks. Lakra gives you almost that exact description. I don't know who it was. I do. You do? Yes, I do. Was there anyone with him? Anyone? A handful of people, yes. There's always a lot of people that come delving down here. To an extent, I don't mind people taking what they need, especially when there is 
There are devices here that allow things to be made and created, but as soon as people start tearing apart the innards of this structure, I get quite upset. But he had a crew with him. Anybody, a boy, my hair and skin color? Yes, I think so. Hmm. I suppose that could be kind of broad, but... um... If you have any other defining characteristics, I could probably tell you, but oftentimes human faces kind of look the same to me. It's missing a pinky. Yes. Did he look, um, okay? Healthy, uh... Sick. It didn't look ill. Hungry, perhaps. How long ago was this? Not quite a year, but almost. So long gone. At least from here. Okay. I just kind of um, back up and just kind of lean against the wall. I'm sorry to have given you some sort of bad news. We're looking for them. Uh, we, we need to find the boy. He's not safe. Well, he seemed to at least be... Be what? Okay. As well as I could tell, he wasn't injured, he wasn't sick. That's good. They said maybe a little hungry, a little thin, but otherwise... I'm sorry, I can't give you more information. That's fine. It's okay. I understand. Do you know where they were going? Do you know anything? Did you hear anything? Something they took, or, um... The only thing they took was my memory bank. At least that I saw them take. They might have taken other things. Just the memory bank. Um, well... They could have taken other things from other places that I wasn't at right. at the time. Yes. The only thing I heard someone say wasn't the bearded person, and it wasn't this boy you're talking about, but one of the others was talking about how this is a more interesting way to spend the time while they wait for that lexicon spy to do her job. Lexicon spy? I don't know what any of those words mean, outside of the context of their actual definitions. That helps. And forgive me, they, they, they seemed to know that they wanted to take something from you. It wasn't um, a coincidence. Not immediately. No, it was after I explained what I was. And... But they didn't seem to be seeking you. They found me and took advantage. I see. Okay. I'm not sure what they were looking for otherwise. <sighs> what are they doing? And who's helping them? I can give you more information about things here if you're interested, but I'm unfortunately a little bit less well-versed with who might be outside of this facility. That's completely understandable. And what's your intention? Did you want to stay here? Of course. Okay. That is part of my directive that I cannot alter. I know. And I'm happy to fulfill it to protect this space and to help those that do not seek it harm. If there is something you are looking for, I could perhaps help you with it. Just them. At least for my part. I'm trying to find them. We are in search of an artifact. We were sent down here to find a mask. Mm. that we can exchange for information. I've spent quite a lot of time down here, and I've not seen a mask specifically. However, how much of this place have you explored? To our knowledge, most of it. This place used to be significantly bigger. When the Aeon priests realized that they were producing failure after failure, they abandoned their project and caved in most of the entrances and areas that you might be able to use to access this. Do you know where one of these entrances is? Do you have a map? Yes. Yes. Got the map, yeah. They point to the areas that are glitched out in the most southern rooms. This would have been an area that you could have accessed the facility. And this one, the one, the hallway that you entered, this originally was connected to a more of a living area. What we have here is more of the production side of things, but places that they lived and existed otherwise. Hmm. But they caved them in, collapsed them, 
locking me in here. Probably not purposefully, but they did nonetheless. Who wants to bet that mask is behind a cave-in? No, I don't think it is. Here's what I was getting at next. I've spent a lot of time down here, and long enough to, at least, if nothing else, learn the language that all of these things are in. And there's a room where you can ask for different things to be pulled up from underneath in a bubbling pool of mm -hmm. something. Yes, that's true. We've been there. I can almost guarantee what you're looking for will be in the depths of that liquid. So all we need to do is ask for it. Correct. <laughs> well, don't we feel a bit foolish? <laughs> we will need to ask for it in a language we don't understand after dealing with people we tried to lock in and potentially poison. Oh, is that the group that set up camp in the... I'm calling it the cargo room? I believe uh, so, yeah. Yeah, likely. Uh, I don't suppose we could just apologize. <laughs> They did start it. <laughs> and Tana speaks up. That group of people can die in this cavern for all I care. Oh my. They did try and kill us too. I approached them hoping to form some sort of alliance. I clearly got in over my head while I was down here. Um, wasn't ready for shin spinner traps, uh, at, among other things. And as I, uh, I tried to form a connection with them, ask if I could join their party. I explained that I have a lot of skills in delving and searching and all sorts of things, and they decided to try and take me hostage. Of course they did. So that night, I escaped, took their automated cook, and ran. Mm. <laughs> I see. Good. Good for you. So if you need dinner, I can provide that. That would be lovely, actually. That's sounds great, because I've been snacking on these cubes, and they are not very good. <laughs> that smells like wet cardboard. It tastes like it, too. <laughs> but it is nutritious and filling and sustaining and saved my life multiple times. 13 vitamins and nutrients necessary <laughs> to a, a growing Nehemiah. Absolutely. A growing Nehemiah. <laughs> Still. It's so weird. It says that on the packaging as well. <laughs> we have no idea how big he's going to get. <laughs> <laughs> The vet told us that he was only going to be 60 pounds. He's well over 170 now. Oh, no. It's like a Clifford the Big Red Dog oh. situation. Yacht and Maya. Yacht and Maya. Oh, no. Nia Yachtin? Nia Maya Yachtinson. Um, Lokra. Yes. I don't suppose if we have to go back to that room, you'd be willing to possibly come with us to help the tenuous situation? I would be happy to assist you in that, though it is not within me to attack or hurt anyone that is not directly hurting or intending harm to this facility or myself. I see. I am happy to help out with knowledge, or show you around, or tell you anything about this area that you would like to know, but as much as you have saved my capacity for that, I still cannot go against what I was created for. Mm. And I am not an inherently violent being. I suppose this is no comfort, but you've, you're good at it. <laughs> Thank you. I serve my purpose well, Tana speaks up. If you're going to go back over there to talk to them, I can at least give you some information on them since I spent the night tied up in their stupid little tent. Oh yes, spill some tea. <laughs> Still the Ben Bane. 
<laughs> Don't spill the Ben Bane. Which is good, by the way. TBD. They are working for a different group, it sounds like. They're almost like a forward team, setting the groundwork for another group that's coming into town. Oh. They said something to the effect that they needed to make sure that... Oh, what was his name? Serratus, I think? Had enough here to set up camp to start the bonfire games? <sighs> that was a long sigh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I take it this is someone you know? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, ran with him for a couple of years. Bad business. Seemed like it was kind of... Numenera trade, maybe? Yeah, no, I mean, we ran these kind of jobs and less savory ones when they came across, and we just, uh, uh, you know, it's what we did. Okay. Got out of the trade. Serratus wasn't happy, but he let me go, and I don't think he'd be too keen on seeing me again. So what exactly are bonfire games, then? The performance that we put on. We were like a circus. Uh, we would come, you know, come to a town, set up shop. I'd do my high jumps and aerial tricks and whatnot, you know, and when the show shut down at the end of the night, we would go out and do what work needed to be done. The games are a cover. <sighs> oh, dear. Yep. So n less Numenera trade and Numenera laundering? Uh, l acquisitions, generally. Ah. Okay. Sometimes trade, sometimes the trade is more of a uh, blackmail type situation. Sometimes it's a more ransom type situation. Crossing, double crossing, change the name every couple of years, get a new haircut, Serratus grow out his facial hair differently. Once got a full face change, that was weird. Did not enjoy that. I've heard of people that could do that. Apparently it's wicked painful. Yeah, and like, he can't do it on his own. Like, he, he went to somebody and got it done and had a whole string of code words we all had to memorize so that when he came back, we knew it was him. But, um, yeah. Wasn't great. It's not fun. Okay, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Are you saying that you've gone through that? I barely know. I don't even know any of your names. <laughs> oh, so terribly sorry. I'm Jory. This is Nehemiah and Smallrun. And, and, and Brex. It's nice to meet all of you. Mm. Are you saying you've gone through this? There may have been need for that at one point in my previous career. You know, you meet all types in ruins. You really do. I'm just glad that... The lot of you are more friendly and helpful than the other group. I like to think so. My question is, if this group we encountered are the prep committee for this former friend of Nehemiah's, what's going to happen when they come to town and run into whoever's currently stealing Numenera? As if they're not here yet, and it sounds as if they would be prime suspects in the string of Numenera theft that's been happening. Who's been doing it? What's going to happen when a new game shows up? Uh, turf war begins? Question mark? Nehemiah, mm -hmm. I will say that it is something you know well, having been in the inner workings of this. It was not unlike Serratus to send people ahead or hire people in the next town that they were going to to stir up trouble mm -hmm. so that A, they could be a distraction from everything that you were doing, and mm -hmm. B, there was a, someone to point a finger at if 
any sort of authority you were mm-hmm. to suspect them. Yeah, I mean, it's typical kind of distraction stuff. Make sure you're not the biggest talk of the town when you walk on in. That way no one suspects something when you do get there. It's a monumentally simple trick, but it kind of works every time. People see it as a breath of fresh air, especially if you're bringing entertainment. Key manipulator, very good at his job. Absolute sack of garbage. So we should probably make haste. I don't suppose we can uh, butt heads with something, an operation that massive, so probably better to fly under the radar, yes? We want to not be seen around him or by him. Now, hey, Tana, um, we've been operating under pseudonyms for most of the people. Like, we're we're being up front with you because we're all in this together. But, um, yeah, we are not using our real names once we get up top. Okay. To be honest, I'll probably forget them by the time we do, so just reintroduce yourself when we get there, and I probably won't be any the wiser. You know, that's... I appreciate that breath of fresh air of honesty. I've never been good with names. You know what? I get it. Okay. Well, we found Artana. This is great. We love this. We did. Yes. Wait, you found... Were you looking for me? Oh, yeah, your brother sent us to find you. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I guess that must have been weird that we knew your name without you introducing yourself. Yeah, I, you know, I was trying not to, like, think too hard into it because sometimes I, in the state that I was in, I wouldn't have been surprised if I introduced myself and forgot. That makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Is he okay? Is Sale okay? Worried. Okay. But he's tra- that strikes me as the usual for him. Anxiety is a core tenet of his personality. Hmm. So... There's that. There's that. And I'm pretty sure that my communicator doesn't work down here. So Mm. he's probably worried out of his mind. Well, I'm happy to help you out in whatever you need. I, unlike Bakra here, have no problem punching these folks in the face if need be. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you need to know? Any more info on the bodies back there? Oh, those are the bodies of people that I've had to dispatch over the time I've been here. Oh, dark. Some of them were already here. They were probably from long before we were here and I was created, but I figured it would be a good resting place for them regardless. I may not like people hurting the space that I am in, but uh, they still deserve a respectful death, and while I cannot bury them, I can at least place them respectfully. What about this room over here? What's in there? One down the hall. Yes. That's the room with the transference tanks. Oh. So if one of y'all worked out, that's how Lacra would have gotten. Well, we've tried to use them multiple times, but each time. <sighs> Interesting. It's a system that is supposed to be able to transfer the consciousness of one person to either another or into a vessel that could use it. Huh. Neat. And there are people who'd love to get their hands on this stuff for other reasons. Immortality, that sort of thing. Hmm. Imagine if you could put your mind in a new body every time yours was, your body was, you know. That sounds exhausting. It does, however, sound like something this Dremlin would be interested in. It certainly does. Draw a lot of attention from nefarious people. It's possible that he went into that room. I'm going to walk that way. You head down the hall. There's another short hallway into that space to the left as you're going down, and... You see the normal door, but this time, instead of having just the three lights that your key does, there's something else that has been attached to it. Something extra. It doesn't look like any of the other stuff that you've seen in here. It looks like something has been added to this lock. It's going to steal the pin. 
Uh, well, let's give it a try. I don't think it's going to work with this thing on it, so... You try, and the two patterns light up green, but nothing happens. There's some kind of secondary lock or something. That is not of my making. That is not something that we put there. Do you think it was that group? This very well could be from them. I will start to look at it, because I spent enough time with these people to maybe recognize something, perhaps. Or at least this style of contraption. Could I do a roll? Yeah. Understanding Numenera with an asset for remembering the kind of things that Dremlin would use. This will be a level four, so with an asset level three and anything else you'd like to apply to it. And a success with a seven. This is a beefed up version, a, a slightly bigger and, and more complex version of the kind of locks that Dremlin uses on his shackles. Damn it which you have, in theory, broken before. I do. I have. I'm going to try. This is his. It's got to be his. There was this person that was with us. He'd used to uh, create little knickknacks like this. Slimy little git. I will take out some things from my pack. Not my toothbrush. And I'll start <laughs> poking and prodding at it to see what happens. You were never able to figure out how to unlock it. Whatever mechanism that it has, you were never able to figure out how to actually, like, pick the lock. What you figured out, because of your salvaging abilities, is how to take it apart. There's a pin on the side. Like one of those pinholes you can put, like, a paperclip or something into that pops off a part of the panel and you go to town on the wiring inside. See, it's kind of interesting because this is rather like locking a door but then forgetting that somebody with a screwdriver has access to the hinges. Okay, this ought to do it. Keep your fingers crossed. And you pull out one last wire and the force field door dissipates. I go in. Can you roll me a d6, please? Oh, dear. Sure, why not? A six! A six. You step into the room and you hear a beep and you feel something in the air shift. Oh dear. As a mass displacement sensor goes off, you have displaced mass in the room. You have displaced air mass. As you do so, an aerosol compound of some sort from a, what looks to be a canister taped to the wall goes off. I'm gonna have everyone, even if you're not in the room, because aerosol does spread. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to make a level three might check. Success with a ten. Could I get an asset from sensing danger if I know the type of traps that he might have set up? Sure. Okay. You also know this isn't one of his traps. Oh. Success with a thirteen. I failed with a five anyway. <laughs> okay, Jory, you fall asleep. Nope. Wabam. <laughs> you just hit the floor. Dead asleep. Not dead. Dead asleep. <sighs> Tana also falls to the ground. Brex and Lakra are unaffected. Well, that was, um... Oh, dear. Small ring pokes her head into the room just enough to see the canister taped to the wall. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Shin spinners. Mm-hmm. Lakra actually picks Jory up and carries her into the room. And what you see are... On one wall, the far wall of the room, there are four canisters, essentially. Human-sized tanks. Three of them are shattered. On the opposite wall, close to you, uh, is one that is intact. And Lakra leans Jory up against, like, the right side wall as you're walking in. And then does the same with Tana, just to 
keep them out of harm's way. Brex reaches up, actually, and pulls the canister off the wall and shakes it a little bit and looks at it, hands it to Nehemiah and Smallrin. You recognize it as, like, a cipher. Mm -hmm. It's a sleeping spray. Gotcha. It lasts for, like, ten minutes. All right. How much is left in the canister? (laughs) None. All right. (laughs) It's a depleted cipher now. All right, fine. Nehemiah will kind of turn it over in his hands, like, yeah, she'll be up soon. All right, I wonder if it was shin spinners or that other crew just trying to be a jerk to anyone coming after him. Makra has said they did not make it this far, and I highly doubt that a group of practiced brigands such as <laughs> Jory has described running with Dremlin is not going to simply put us to sleep for getting past their lock. Let me describe the rest of the room to you, actually. So you you see the transfer tanks. And as you take a little bit of time to look at the rest of the area, there is a kind of raceway of conduit across the floor that crosses to the far short wall, so all the way to the left, coming from the main chamber on one side as well as the four on the other, going to another alcove that contains another one of these statues. In the base of it, it looks like another slot for a cube to sit. And as you look at that and then your eyes follow up and you hear that snicker, there is in the upper corner of the room a cobbled together mass nest of Numenera. (laughs) You have found the main shin spinner colony. And as one of them snickers, another one comes up and looks at what's going on and screams an alarm. Oh no. Uh. You hear the door behind you reappear and just chittering and shin spinner screaming start growing in intensity. This has very much Pippin knocking the body down the well in more of that energy. <laughs> Drums in the deep. <laughs> oh no. All right. I will turn to Tana and Smallren and just say it's like, I can hurt them pretty badly, I think. I don't want to if we can avoid it because it's probably going to cause those Numenera to do something bad. So if you can get her up, that'll be great. But if they start moving on us, I'm going to do something real dumb. For the record, Tana is asleep. Lakra oh, is awake. Lakra. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. No, you get just yeah. wanted to- Can I, real quick, using Smallren's kind of on-the-go poison kit, can I try to put something together that is essentially just, like, smelling salts? Like, just create a terrible smell that is not, in fact, not using any of my toxic ingredients, but something strong enough to try to wake Jory up. The inactive ingredients. Yes, the inactive ingredients using the worst smelling of them. But I I absolutely love that. I'm going to make that a, I'm going to say a level four intellect. Espionage? To make it not poisonous, yes. Awesome. In addition to learning what poisons can do, you also learn what they should not do. Marvelous. Success with a 20. What would you like your major effect to be? This will wake Jory up. Major effect? Ooh. I would like to have accidentally stumbled upon the same smell as the pheromones that shin spinners use to denote family members. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's really, really, really good. <laughs> <I'm> so happy. <laughs> So we're part of the fam. <laughs> you 
this is so good. You create this real fast and put it under Jory's nose. And within seconds, Jory, you bolt upright. And it is not a particularly great <laughs> smell, but it woke you up, so here we are. What? And as you see a dozen shin spinners starting to drop down from the nest. Some of them are like, actually like on little like wires that are repelling a little bit. Some of them just jump straight down. One has like a little propeller over its head. Like these are, these are tinkering creatures. And so they have all sorts of little gadgets and they start doing it. And they're like screaming and chittering and rushing towards you because you've invaded their colony. But as soon as they get within five feet of you, they all stop take like a moment to think and smell and look and they have again dozens of eyes all different kinds some insectoid mammalian reptilian some kind of humanoid and they're looking at you and looking at jory and looking at everyone else and then one of them smallrin comes up crawls up your leg and sits on your shoulder and like grabs your head and starts looking at your ogren orb like just starts like looking at it like trying to figure it out and, and and see what's going on with it, but is super friendly. And they all just kind of like chill. Some of them go back to the nest. Others uh, kind of just are around poking, like they're like taking things out of all of your pouches and like poking at them, not stealing anything, not doing anything bad, just more like, oh, what have you found? You brought stuff back. What did you find? What happened? Did I become a god again? <laughs> <laughs> nah, family, <laughs> which is akin to divinity. <laughs> well, that's very sweet. I've never seen them react like this before. Uh, Except their own kind. What did you create? I'm not entirely sure. I, like, take the handkerchief and kind of, like, wave it directly in front of the one that's on my shoulder, just to see. It starts, like, snuggling your face. I think that somehow I've stumbled upon a way to make us smell like... family? Well, that's very sweet. How nice of you. <laughs> I suggest noting that recipe, because eventually that scent will wear off. That is an excellent idea. Smallerin pulls out her notebook and starts noting down exactly how much she added of each of those things to that handkerchief. Uh, so good. Smallerin, could I take that? Um, while you're writing, I can wake up Tenor. Yes, here. And perhaps rub a little bit on the back of your neck. Nehemiah's neck, Tana's neck. Everybody's neck. Everybody gets a scent. Mm-hmm. You get a scent. You get a scent. I will wake her up. And she also kind of bolts up, right? Oh, that's terrible. <coughs> Yuck. Oh, what was that? And what happened? It was family. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gesture. Oh, boy. Okay, well, um, again, you meet all sorts in ruins. You do. Smallrin has gently but firmly plucked the one off her shoulder that was snuggling with her face and handed it one of the oddities that she carries with her to play with. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> um, there is a, a, a wristband that glows when esoteries are used. Mm. Oh, awesome. It takes and is like turning it over, looking at it really carefully, poking at it. It actually takes out like a couple tools and starts like taking it apart. Uh, Nehemiah, where would you like it? Probably just on the back of the neck. Okay, here we go. Apply a little bit of this mm-hmm. synthetic pheromone to yourself. You get Brex and uh, you offer it to Lacra, but they decline. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Smallrin, here you go. Thanks for that. Smallrin just kind of like tucks it under like a, a strap of something she's wearing. <laughs> you have a pocket square. <laughs> do you think they could help us if we go back to that room? What do you think? I, I think if we end up in a situation and we need them, they'll find their way to us. But I don't want to try and push our luck. Okay. They are very close-knit communities. Mm-hmm. I see that. I'm going to start to inspect everything in the room to see if I can find any sort of trace, any clues, any any anything about their group. What information are you trying to glean? Based on the destruction and the knickknacks and whatnot, who all might have been here that I'd be familiar with? Particularly anything my brother might have been good at it, disassembling or anything to indicate that he might have done something here. I mean, I know he was here, so that's not much of a stretch, but... I think... You think it's pretty feasible that Haydick could have been the one to take some of these things apart? It's it's a pretty clean job. It's not ripped apart and things just willy-nilly torn out. There are portions of it that are very clean, very tidy, and he was always very intentional on making sure that everything that could be salvaged should be. I wonder who taught him that. Hmm. I feel like I just keep... I just keep hoping for a clue, like he, he leaves a breadcrumb, but there'd be no reason to leave one here. He w- I don't know what I keep thinking. I mean, he was here. Like, this is huge, and not too long ago. I know. <sighs> we should probably get that mask. Yeah. You all gather your things and take a moment to recenter yourselves and start heading back. You go back through the pass that has all of the alcoves with the statues of the original Lakra mm-hmm. and the whispered voices saying that name. Lakra. Why do the statues whisper? It was part of the beliefs they held that if someone's name ever ceased to cross people's lips that they would truly die. This ensured that while Lakra herself may no longer be in existence, and they were trying to be able to, in some way, reincarnate her to an extent, that even if all of those things failed, she would never truly die. It's kind of sweet. Each one of the statues also marks a failed attempt. Oh. Ah. The partially finished one was supposed to be for me, I think. I was wondering. You head through the room with the pool and the pillars and go up to the room with all of the automaton arms, the the money factory, the synth factory, if you will, and make your way up to the room with all of the automatons and panels and moving parts that were talking to each other and shifting around the place where Jory found the cube being kicked about. You all take a moment to breathe before heading into the next room, the room with the liquid under the glass. Take a moment to breathe because you know just beyond the next door after the hallway, in theory, is the group that you trapped in there, and they're probably not going to be much happy with you for that. Yeah. And in that time, if you'd like to make any recovery rolls or take a break, you all take that time to reconvene, steady yourself. You guys take that 10 minutes. Make a bit of a plan. Try and figure out exactly how you're going to approach this. And get ready to complete the one last task you have to do down here before returning topside. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening to episode 90 of Imprinted Echoes and Amnesis. 
As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website, imprintedechoes.com. On that website, you can find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I would like to thank Trent, Carlin, and Christina for their continued support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. All of those things continue to go a very long way in helping us out. And of course, you can find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thank you once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zane Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.